wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every week, I, myself, your host, Joseph, along with my best friend, Kyle, talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation each and every Thursday. Oh my goodness, I'm doing it. Kyle, I'm doing it. The greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty great today. Uh, like most of us here tonight in this podcast, when I, I don't know why I said most, Damn I should have said the three of us. Uh, yes. I'm extremely tired. Yes. I this is this was day nine out of the past ten that I've worked. Um, so I'm extremely exhausted, but I get a day off tomorrow, so I'm excited to play some games. Yeah, I'm 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 going under the weather right now. I'm getting sick. This is like the pre-stage where tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be sick. So I'm really happy about it. Real tired. And along with us, on the ride today, Mr. Andrew from Raccoon City Radio. Yo, what's up? Hey, how are you, sir? I had to, like, fight myself from laughing so hard because you, like, nailed the intro and then you stopped for a second. You're like, "Uh, Kyle, I'm doing it. And then you kept going. (laughs) Yeah, man. It happens. Sometimes you get something you need. Yeah, yeah, it's it fleeting. very funny. It's yeah. very funny. Thank you. But Thank I'm, you. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. I'm really happy to have you on because yeah. we're doing this new thing where I want to bring more people <clears> in, <throat> especially when it's kind of slower for me so we can just, you know, get to know yeah. people more. I keep on talking yeah. to Sean Capri and Bobby Paul. It's like the worst <laughs> talking to Bobby. So like, I'm only kidding. I love you. So yeah, with that, uh, before we talk about all the news and stuff. We got Borderlands 3. We got big rumors that aren't going to happen. We got even remote play coming to iOS and hopefully soon Android. We got people doing cocaine. It's a weird week. But before we do all of that, <coughs> Kyle, yeah, what have you been playing, man? Uh, so really quickly over the weekend, there was that Tetris 99 event. Uh, oh, was there an event? Switch. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. the top 999 Players who have the most wins during the event get like ten dollars to Nintendo eShop. Ooh! Uh, played a bunch this weekend. I only won once because okay. everyone was on their A game. It was really hard. The moment the event ended, the first game I played, I won. Wow! But it didn't count towards the cup or anything. So Damn, I was very upset. Um, so though. played that. I still mm-hmm. love it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the GameStop uh, GA there, who had no idea that Tetris ninety nine was a thing. Yeah. I was like, dude, just stop laughing at me and just go download it and play it for a little bit and then come back at me. <laughs> um, but other than that, I picked up Far Cry New Dawn. I saw, I saw a lot of the Let's Plays. I watched mm-hmm. a couple. And it just looked really fun and something that Far Cry 5 wasn't for me. Okay. And how are um, you liking this one, New Dawn? I, I, I've, I'm in the, like, the first hour, hour and okay. a half of it. So uh, for, for, first thing out of the gate is it is gorgeous. I don't remember Far Cry Five looking like this. Okay, and I don't have I don't have a 4K TV, but it looks amazing. It, it's it's funny what a, like a little dash of some like hot neon color will do to like the <laughs> overall world. I got you. And it's not just in, even in the cutscenes; just walking around the world, it's just it's gorgeous. I love it. Um, I just love the whole vibe of it, and I'm I'm super excited. And yeah. I want to I want to just I mean I love being here recording, but I actually really I just want to go play this game. I feel you. Well, yeah, yeah uh, Sean Capri over the over at the Xbox Drive, our mortal foe, he loves it so far. Yeah, I think he even great. beat it. He really enjoyed it. So I'm glad that this game's got traction. It just doesn't have its hooks in me 
Like, I don't have any need or drive to play that. Ooh, ooh, that was ironic. But, like, I have no drive to actually play that game. None whatsoever. But, again, I'm happy that people are excited for it. Andrew, what have you been playing this week? Um, well, this past weekend I was in an Apex Legends tournament. Right, the uh, Snow Bike Mike one, right? Yeah, got my ass, got our ass, we got our asses whooped first round. Mm. Uh, we were practicing, the, our practice rounds were way better than uh, the official rounds, but yeah. other than that, I've literally just been playing a lot of Apex. Um, mm. And I know, Joe, that you have to... I'm not sure about you, Kyle. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm trash at it. I it, Whenever I play, my goal is just to get a kill. I have yeah. yet to have a kill in the that's, game. That's, that is the goal, though. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, there was one round... I God, the other day I had, like... It's always the rounds you do really good in that you yeah. end up losing in. Like, there was yeah. a round, I think... Two days ago, Rybo, correct me, because you're amazing, and you've been doing it all week, so why not stop here, you know? Um, is I think I got like eight to ten kills in one round, and I felt really good about it. I was yeah. doing really well, and then I made one dumb decision as Bangalore, and I it felt happens. really dumb. Felt yep. really dumb. But yeah. I use your smoke. Oh, God, got to. And you got to act fast when you do it, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing. I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Anything else other than Apex? Oh, know you're, uh, you're no, it's totally fine. I mean, it, you know, we're in that kind of slow season. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, at the beginning of 2019, they kind of sprinkle in, like, a big game here, like, a big mm-hmm. game there. Yeah. I, like, a couple weeks ago, I finally finished up Resident Evil, like, both campaigns. Um, I bought Devil May Cry 5 this last week. Yeah. Uh, played, like, maybe an hour of it. But How'd you like that hour? That's... Though? I mean, it was fun, like it was arcadey, and but I, as someone who has no re- like connection to the Devil May Cry series, I have not the slightest clue what's happening. Same I honestly bought the game just to show Capcom support, uh, yeah. just because like they've been killing it with like all the games they've put out, like mm-hmm. Resident Evil, Monster Hunter World last year, like just all those all that stuff. So. Um, I, my plan is to go back to it and play it some more, and I'm going to play The Division this weekend on PlayStation. Um, are we, we going to squad up, boys? Are we going to squad up? We can. Uh, I'm ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm are very you? excited for Division. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. still playing uh, Siege, Andrew? Um, I've kind of put Siege in the back uh, okay. back burner just for now. You know, like the new season just started, and there's like uh, two new characters, and there's a new map and they reworked, I think, one of the older maps. But mm. I, you know, I was unemployed for half a year. So, like, I had a lot of time to get really good at Siege. And now it's just kind of like, I think I got burned out a little bit. Yeah. Um, just because there is a lot of things in that game that still need to be perfected before it's, I think, it's really, really good. And mm. I've talked to friends that still play that game and it sounds like the, the game is being worked on in the right direction okay. and I, my plan is to go back like soon but it's just one of those things where we have so much coming out right now yeah. that it, I would rather focus on that for right yeah. now and then eventually go back like m- when Days Gone comes out like that's probably all I'll be playing oh be absolutely honest. and like Same maybe here. some Apex but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so I've been playing a little bit of Apex as well um, and after and you know we could talk about Apex all day and all the wins I get that's obvious but 
Uh, the one game that I've been playing I really want to talk about is Devil May Cry 5. I did a video yeah. over at Bad Big Games about it. I'm a fresh face when it comes to uh, the Devil May Cry universe and characters and games in general. I've always heard my one friend Dan loves that game. That's his series. And so we always yeah. used to talk about it with so much love. And going into 5... I was a little nervous. Like I'm excited to get into these, you know, this world in in with these characters, but like the the spread of microtransactions always scares me, and so seeing it in this game, I got a little worried. Uh, I'm practically done with the game. I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> and uh, half of that does go into the effect of I did not play the last four games, so I can't be like too hard on it. But yeah. some of the voice actors, not. Some of the voice actors, like the main bad guy, is phoning it in. Um, and some of the lines that are given to the voice actors are just really cheesy and campy. And yeah. some of it comes down to that's just how the game's written. But other, other, others, it comes down to the, I think the, the, the conversion from Japan, Japanese over to English, like something happened. And it's just the translation. Yeah. I said conversion like it's math. Um, but yeah, it was it, it it's it's really great. It plays it plays how you think one of those games would play back in like the sixth generation, right? Like the PS2 era, but it's learned everything from other games that have happened after it. It's and so it, yeah, it's flashy, it's fun, the combos are easy enough for me as of someone who I can't hit a combo to save my life. Like even spam triangle gets hard for me. So yeah, I I'm really liking this game. Capcom is on a freaking roll. Like you just stated earlier, you know, Resident Evil is still my goatee so far. It, nothing's Same. even coming close. Um, but Devil May Cry, I like. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about this game at the end of the year. Uh, you had Monster Hunter. You had then Resident Evil again. Like they're doing, they're doing work. And so yeah. I'm really liking where this game is. And when it comes to the microtransactions, they're they're unnoticeable. Like you, you wouldn't even know. I don't even know how to buy anything with real money in that game. Yeah, so. I, I dug around with it for a yeah. little bit just to because I I know that was such a small thing that people were kind of discussing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I I'm, I'm just like flipping through menu, menus. I'm like, I can't even find like the microtransactions, mm-hmm. and let yeah. alone I don't even know how it works. And honestly, like, why would you spend money on something like that? You because yeah. like I've seen microtransactions for single player games before. Mm-hmm. And it always kind of baffles me, like... Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. I, and I don't know if that's, like, specifically something that... I, is, it was Capcom, the developer, and the publisher for this game? Yes. Or is it like, their studio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's their decision. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I... Yeah. There's no reason for me. Like, yeah. the same thing with uh, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. They did the same thing where they had microtransactions, and that game is Assassin's Creed Odyssey just, as well, too. Yeah, yeah. But again, so like, like it's, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey didn't feel halted by them. No, as yeah. where Shadow of War, when you get to almost the very end, they're just like, <laughs> "There's a grind," you know. So yeah. yeah, I don't know why it's there either. But with that, that's what we've been playing. I want to yeah. get to the goobers this week because there's a ton of them and they're really good and kyle this one's for you i thought of you when i was typing this i was like this yes after the vita's death there is life and we'll get to it later but then sony's like hey remember the vita 
Too bad. Here's something else you can play video games on the go with. <laughs> Kyle, what's the first story on the Goobers, my friend? Uh, this first Goober comes from Push Square. Borderlands 3 announcement tease for Gearbox's PAX East panel. If a tweet from the official Gearbox Twitter account is anything to go by, we might finally get our first look at Borderlands 3 on t- March 28th. The tweet is quite clearly stylized, similarly to that of the Adventures of Claptrap, while the Exit 3 in the top right corner could be a subtle hit to what to expect. Kyle, (coughs) I know you're a big Borderlands fan. It's one of my favorite franchises. They're announcing this game early. It seems we have a picture of, again, it's it's classic. Very Yeah, it's a classic yeah. Borderlands art style. It says Exit 3. It's clearly referencing it, Borderlands yep. 3. They would not troll their fans this hard. That's what she said. Yes, you get one every episode. <laughs> Kyle, is this game a fall game? Oh, man. I I, I kind of feel like it is. Okay. Because um, Borderlands 3 has been kind of like... Not even really teased, but rumored for the last couple of years. Like every E3, yeah. it's like, oh, is this the year we finally see what it, what it is? Mm-hmm. And we have it. And we've known they've been working on it forever. So it could they could pull a, okay. a Bethesda be like with Fallout 4 and like, hey, and it's out this October. Or, That'd be pretty dope. Or whatever. And I'm, I'm all for it. I need some more Borderlands in my life. Papa Drew, I yeah. got a question for you. Are you a Borderlands fan? Um... Okay, so I've played mm. Borderlands 1 and I've played Borderlands 2. It's been a long time. Um, obviously, for people like Kyle who are hardcore fans, it's been a very long time since Borderlands 2 and everyone's kind of aching for one. Yeah. Um, I like Borderlands. I, I guess, to me, maybe it's maybe it doesn't stick with me as much because... When I played Borderlands 1 and 2, I didn't really have a lot of friends. And I know that sounds yeah. depressing, but like, mm-hmm. like I didn't have like this vast community that I am now a part of yeah. right. where I could like text one of you guys and be like, hey, do you want to play Borderlands? Mm-hmm. So I, I never really had that kind of couch co-op or online co-op experience with Borderlands. So it was kind of just like lone gunning it. And, yeah. and I think that might have kind of dampered my experience with it. So... I, I do like the loot. I like the random guns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought that stuff yeah. was kind of cool. The, the I, writing is top notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Game. And like, I love, I love Mad Max. Like, yeah, that's one of like Mad Max Fury Road's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I like that same like vibe. I mean, yeah. obviously it's a little bit more goofy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I would say I'm like intermediate, very like low key. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's funny you say that because with Borderlands Two specifically. Um, I have never played it, it, with Borderlands with another person. Really, okay. I, I have I've beaten it like seven, eight times, and I've always done it solo. And yeah. I, I've had a I've blast with it, but it is something where I feel like if I have another one of the really cool characters mm-hmm. uh, and it's somebody else playing as them, I feel like that would be a really cool dynamic in I this think world. It'd be fun, yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be crazy it'd be really fun. fun. So yeah. I'm I'm not a Borderlands guy like Andrew. With similar things like. Back in the day, I didn't have many friends that played games. Like uh, most yeah. of my friends uh, in in real life, they're you know they're not gamers whatsoever. Same. So for me, it's hard to find four people now. Though with games as service, with the shooter looters, which is God, I hate that. I hate it. I hate it too. But it's so catchy, and you know it's gonna stick. Yeah. God, it's awful. But with all those games like Destiny, Anthem, which is man, it's killing it. Uh, <laughs> That's not <laughs> Division coming out. Yeah. What are two things you would like to see 
Borderlands take on when it comes to what these games like Destiny have learned from Borderlands? I'll go with you, Andrew. What are, what are, what are two things you'd like to see? I think, and, and this is just coming off of literally the question you just asked, yeah. like right away. It's just, I think, stop. If, if it's going to be a games of service, like mm-hmm. maybe somehow don't shove the fact that you're doing microtransactions mm. into someone's face. Right. And I know that's like almost next to impossible to mm-hmm. just be like, oh, hey, like you can buy this thing. Like you can <laughs> purchase like skins or like yeah. you can get like loot packs or whatever. So you can yeah. Like, I don't know, yeah. loot so you can grind a little bit easier. That's, that's kind of like what, what I was thinking too is the first thing is no loot boxes. Yeah. None. No Eververse. <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. that equivalent would be. I, I, I could see I could see them doing something what was in two mm-hmm. where they had these things, um were they golden keys or something? Okay. And there was like a specific area in the main hub um where you could go and use one of these golden keys to unlock like cool loot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you would gain them from leveling up or finding them for or for, for doing certain like achievements in the game. And uh, I could see them kind of doing it that way. Like, you could buy okay. more keys. And it's not that, like, you would unlock something that's way overpowered for you. It, I think it unlocks at your level. Yeah. So okay. if you hold on to those keys, then you get higher stuff later on when you're leveled up and, and it's super badass. Yeah. But, see, here's the thing. I feel like... I feel like microtransactions take away... A lot of the grind in some oh, of these. Oh, one hundred percent agree. That's and what it's, it's like all about. that's that's what made like older game. Like that's what made Borderlands two Borderlands two. Like, yeah, was the grind. It's all about the grind. It's all about you know fighting something that's way more difficult than you than what mm-hmm. you have in your inventory. Beating them with you know said inventory, and then like taking their stuff and getting better stuff. Yeah, it's like why would I want to pay? Or why I I don't know I, yeah. I this is just this is the new age I should just get used to it but like no, that's you don't just have the question I asked I asked myself <laughs> yes. yeah no I I totally don't want them to be yeah. part of the game um, yeah so okay so how how would you want microtransactions to be implemented because the one way I I actually could see it implemented since we don't want any type of loot boxes in this game we want them to be as uh. I guess invasive as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we want this to be like, oh, you know, like kind of like a battle pass, where it's like you get a character every three months for like ten it's, bucks, or what? What are we doing here? I, I personally would rather it, them it not just be a games and service model at, at all. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of you know that's how they're gonna do it. But yeah, I, so I, that, I yeah. know, I know it is, but and I'm, I'm expecting that. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be beyond happy. But yeah, I, I just don't feel like Borderlands is that type of game. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's all but, about making that extra little bit of money. Yeah. All right. So For the sure. two things I think we want is little loot boxes as possible, and please don't make this a game as a service. No. <laughs> I, I think if there are microtransactions, yeah. Yeah. I think the best thing to do it for is just cosmetics. Yeah. Different. Different outfits for your character yeah, just make it like just make it like overwatch where it's absolutely like you can get cosmetics for free but if you want the really good stuff you have to buy yeah i i think that's the way to go the game over time yeah, yeah dope dope with that kyle we yeah. got the next one and that is a rumor has it okay. it's a oh, big one i'm so sorry let me say this over rumor has it and i feel like before we begin if i can have just a two-minute rant here 
Okay, go. Of how we handle rumors and speculations here on the Trophy Room, also on Bad Bit Games. Um, so with that, all seriousness, Joe's walking in, Bad Bit's walking out. The way we handle rumors and speculation when it gets this big and when it gets to things that are obviously not real or happening is there's always three ways I think of things because we're entering the year of the rumors and speculations as we get closer to things like the PlayStation 5 and the next box that are coming out. They're just unavoidable. So there's usually three trains of thought. It's either you don't talk about rumors or speculation whatsoever. B, you either play fast or loose with it. You kind of pick what you think would make a good conversation and that you're knowledgeable on uh, and letting the audience know that this is a rumor or three, you do what most of YouTube does and you treat it like fact. And so what we do here at the trophy room and on bad big games is we play a little fast and loose with it. We're always option two. If we can have a good conversation about said rumor, like for example, if I ran an Xbox podcast, we would be talking about the Xbox Maverick that is rumored to be coming out in April. But instead of talking about the rumored console, we would talk about the effects said disc list console would would be what type of effects would it have on the industry and the games that surround it and the players around it so when we talk about really big rumors like we're going to talk about here i need to make this clear it's just rumor it's just speculation that's what makes podcasts fun is that it's a big conversation i'm not claiming to be a journalist neither is anybody here so kyle i'm I'm not (laughs) okay thank god kyle (laughs) It's a big one. This comes from GameIndustry.biz. About those rumors Sony is buying, take two. Earlier today, the gaming world reacted with shock to word that Sony was on the verge of closing a deal to acquire Take-Two Interactive, possibly giving the PlayStation platform first-party exclusivity on key franchises like Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, and NBA 2K, among others. Take-Two Interactive Software stock climbed 4.7% on rumors that Sony Corporation is in advanced board-level discussions to acquire Take-Two Interactive in a mostly cash deal. That would value the company at $130 a share, according to Joel Kulina, head of technology and media trading at Wedbush Securities. When we reached out for details, Kulina said he was confused at the sudden attention. This is purely unconfirmed market speculation that is making the rounds, he said. I am not the source of the story in any regard and not sure who quoted me as I didn't speak with anyone over the phone unless someone saw a trading note that I wrote. Kulina did release a note today that included the bit market watch quoted under a head heading specifying take two M and a chatter making rounds plus 2.5%. No source unconfirmed. The writers of the market watch piece, Sue Chang and Chris Matthews in turn confirmed for us that Kulina's note was the only place they had heard that rumor. The stock shot up at the start of the trade today to lead the S&P 500, and I was simply looking for plausible explanations, Matthew said. Joel's in a good position to know what move, what's moving individual tech stocks, even if they are just rumors. In terms of timing, Take-Two stock was well up before his email went out, so it was not his dissemination of the rumor that sparked the move. Take-Two responded to GameIndustry.biz's inquiry, saying, As a practice, we do not comment on rumors or speculation. As of this writing, Sony has not yet responded to a request for comment. Everybody, round of applause. Everybody in the car, <laughs> standing a fucking vation to what has Ooh. been the greatest read in a history of a podcast absolutely ever said I don't me. know about that. 
That was amazing. I could close my eyes and I could picture all these white people talking because that's what I'm just thinking. Right? You even got, what is his name? John Kalua? Like that, that sounded right. <laughs> you know, if it was me, God, I don't even know what I would do. Kyle. You would say it wrong because it's Kalina. It's. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Kyle. Yeah. We have a writer that writes in via twitter.com at. PS Trophy Room, just like you can too, with any of your questions. And trust me, we'll get to Andy's snail mail in just a second. <clears throat> Derry writes into us via Trophy Room and asks this What do you think of the news about Sony buying Take Two? Uh, flabbergasted is probably the first thing that comes to my mind. It's not happening. No. <laughs> no. No. Andrew, it's not happening, right? No. I mean,. No. As cool as that could be. Oh, um, yes. It'd be insanely cool. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. Take Two makes so much damn money. Yeah. Like, Rockstar helps them with that, obviously. Dude, G- Grand Theft Auto alone costs yeah. more than Star Wars. Do we actually think? And that's yeah. that property alone, that things like, you know, NBA that goes with it. You know, WWE, yeah. whatever that contract is, goes with it. And, and Borderlands goes with it. Dude, that's a multi-billion dollar stake. That's, yeah. that's yeah. damn where near double digits when it comes to billion. No, this is not happening whatsoever. And we saw a lot of sites and a lot of YouTubers jump on this news, state it like it's fact. It definitely isn't. Yeah. There's no way this would happen. It, and to be completely be honest. Like, yeah. It would be like... They they would have to sell themselves to Sony for so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like it's, Sony would literally have to pull money bags out of like the the, the couch cushion. Sony would have to ask their dad for a small <laughs> loan of like yeah, a couple billion dollars. Yeah, be a loan. To yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. No. So they, they, they would go over. They would actually ask Microsoft for a loan. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, sir. Yeah, no, this isn't happening. And also, I don't want it to happen. Because yeah. like, there are so many games that were once multi-platform that would then just be maybe possibly closed off just because of this deal. That's not fair to like GTA fans, right? Yeah. Like, and probably the sports side of it, too, would have to be multi-platform because of the contracts yeah. they have with, with them. So that, like, that would mean that PlayStation would have an, the only baseball game in the yeah. show. Yeah, and then NBA 2K, which is the best basketball game. Yeah, that's that's it's, Don't get me wrong. If you're a Sony fan, that would be awesome. But yes, if you're anybody else, that sucks. <laughs> and again, I know this is a trophy room podcast made by the players for the players. It's for the players, right? So for me, this is not a move that screams for the players. Now, like, does that mean that Sony isn't going to go out there next generation with you know some type of money bags buying out some developers? Sure, but. To buy whole publishers, that's another thing. I don't want that to happen. Can can I ask this question? Yes. Yeah, you may. Do you think that there is some validity to this in where Sony is going to take two and say, hey, can we talk about maybe getting the agent back or doing an exclusive <laughs> game for PlayStation? Did Blessy get in your head probably- with this? Did Blessing what? get in your head with this? With his little no, tweet? the moment I saw God, this, I thought the off. same thing. But Blessing was is way too quick, so I didn't want to put it out there. It's just like I, I feel like maybe somebody overheard right. a talk between Sony and Take Two, and then they just blew it up. 
Maybe, but maybe it's just them talking to each other because they have, they're either planning some type of maybe exclusivity with Borderlands, but we don't know because mm. it, with the announcement of Borderlands 3, Microsoft's also coming in and like doing like partner tweets with them. So like maybe they're doing some type of ad deal with Borderlands or continuing their ad deal with Red Dead. Yeah. And that's what people kind of misconstrued the messaging, you know, but don't sure. buy into it. Don't buy into oh, it. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Now, Eric comes in, and he writes via the Bad Bit Casaday Bad Bit Discord with this question. Given the recent rumor of Sony buying 2K, what do you believe should be the next big move slash decision that Sony should make to keep themselves on top of the next console generation? Andrew, this is a big question that I didn't prep you for. So I'm that just going to throw you really right into the question. fire. So I'll probably answer it just like yeah. very... <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> let me see. So oh, let me let me read this again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Given the recent rumor of Sony yeah. Sony buying 2K, what Correct. do you believe should be the next big move decision that Sony should make to keep themselves on top? Okay. So now now what Kyle was saying, and yes. apparently blessing got in his head, but what Kyle was saying was, what if Sony did go to a studio like Take Two and was yeah. like, let's do an exclusive game together, kind of like what we did with Spider Man. Mm. Okay. And. I, I like that. I like moves like that. And I know that kind of, I know Xbox people can feel like it's kind of a slap to the face mm-hmm. when, you know, you get a game like Spider-Man that's only coming to PlayStation. And but it's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and suck. I think, I, I think I really enjoy moves like that just because it, it makes, it makes me feel like I'm valued as mm-hmm. a paid customer to that specific brand. They're like, oh, we want to treat you with a game that number one is we're we're, we're trusting like the studio to make a really good game. The who makes good games, right. and we and with a character, a property that usually doesn't get good games, and so like I I kind of felt like that was a treat from Sony with mm-hmm. Spider Man, and so if they keep doing things like that, I think that will keep them on top. Okay. Um, in terms of like hardware. I don't really know. You know, I know the Xbox One X has like a lot of juice behind it. And I know the the Pro is basically just, you know, just looks really good on a 4K TV. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't have an Xbox One X, so I, I really don't know the specs behind it. So it has all the teraflops. That's all you need to know. OK. okay. Right. Yeah. Good enough. So all you um, would really want is just like <laughs> Sony to go out there, make another big move like like with a Spider-Man-esque. Yeah, but maybe absolutely. With 2K with Focus Agent. on. I th- I feel like. I feel like Sony has done so well with this generation and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's honestly worked out for them because of how much they focused on single player. Okay. Okay. Like God of War was great. Um, you know, horizon Horizon was great. You know, some people, you know, whatever, uh, Spider-Man wrong. We don't listen to those people. (laughs) Spider-Man was excellent. So it's like, I feel like from what I've seen, with Xbox is like they don't really give that to their gamers mm-hmm. or their customers. Well, they haven't been this them. generation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like I feel like if if Sony can focus on that, I think that's an, another huge thing that an, a big decision and a big move. Okay, and it okay. would keep them on top. Kyle, what do you think? What is their next big decision? What's their next I, even big purchase? Even I purchase is, is weird. I don't know what that what that could be, but mm-hmm. I, I I agree with Andrew. Just keep 
keep tailoring to us as a fan base and right. and rewarding us with amazing single player experiences because that is why I am a PlayStation gamer and right. that's why I think we love PlayStation so much because we get those deep rich stories that mm-hmm. we can uh, just immerse ourselves in. Um, I will say that if they are truly committed to PSVR, maybe PSVR gets like a a, a wireless edition or That'd with like at, like 4K lenses or whatever right. the next step is from whatever iteration we have. Yeah. Um, and just really hammer that home that uh, we're we're in the VR game and we're we're taking this super seriously. I think the next big step for Sony, for me at least is in what our next story is, where, you know, the the PlayStation Vita, God rests, rests its little soul out there. But we just saw with Xbox, with their inside Xbox, if you didn't fall asleep during it, I know it was hard, um, they had Project <laughs> xCloud on, on stage, and it was seriously fucking impressive. And, like, Antonio did, like, a, a, a troll question of, like, why is the Vita considered the shit, but you know xcloud isn't nobody's saying it isn't i think it's really awesome and i think vita is shit i'm so sorry kyle but it is if it wasn't it would be alive so like to me yeah like that's the future and our next story is something i feel like they definitely need to invest in so kyle what's the next story on the goober uh, the PS4's remote play update now lets you stream to iOS devices. This comes from The Verge. You can now use the PS4's remote play functionality on iOS devices thanks to version 6.50 of the console console's firmware, allowing you to remotely play your PS4 games from an iPhone or iPad. To access it, you'll need to download the remote play app for your iOS device and then pair it with your console. Announced back in 2013, remote play originally let you stream games from a PS4 console to the handheld PlayStation Vita. But later in 2016, Sony released remote play apps for both Windows and Mac. Although Sony has yet to announce a broader Android version of the service, the existence of an Android version of the app that's exclusive to Sony Xperia phones suggests there aren't any technical barriers. Bringing the functionality to iOS is a huge expansion for remote play, although it's a shame that you're not officially able to pair a DualShock 4 controller with the app via Bluetooth for a more authentic experience. You'll need an iPhone 7 or 6th generation iPad or later to use it, and it's only also only available over Wi-Fi. You can't use remote play from another location over a mobile network. Alongside bringing remote play to iOS, PS4 version 6.50 also adds the ability for you to remap the X and O buttons on the controller, depending on which one you want to use for the enter command. Japanese consoles have historically used the uh, O button, while Western models have relied on X. For the first time, this update allows you to pick which one you want to use. Kyle, I'm closing my eyes because I'm picturing every word you're saying, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Nailing it. Nailing I'm it. feeling Nailing good. It. Dude, I swear to God, this is the... Oh, my God. We're on a roll. Guys, have any of you tried this new remote play app? No. No? No. Andrew? I've watched videos, though, and it's it's a meme. Let me tell you something about this, okay? <laughs> I, I don't think my phone meme. could last. My battery will die instantly no, if I try no. to play on this. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't know why this thing exists. Exactly. See, um, I was gonna say that too, but I thought maybe you guys would laugh at me. No, oh, no, 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 no. Laughing at it too, I guess. Yeah. I am. I am a Vita fanboy. Yeah. The Vita was perfect for this. Well, I shouldn't say perfect. So it, it's not as powerful. But I love my worked. Vita. I love my Vita until it reformatted uh, the memory oh, card without yeah. me telling it to do that. Yeah. yeah. I've <laughs> had that problem too. Yeah, I've tried it, guys. I tried playing games on it, and. Um, 
I'm going to say something. I, it's going to be sound fanboyish. But Go this sounded really cool. I got to play it, and you can't use this thing on most games. <laughs> anything, Yeah, anything that involves an R1 or R2, like maybe a basic platformer, yeah, other than that, it's it's unplayable. The other thing, too, I was trying to swipe in the menu, like, you know, like you oh, know, yeah. how the UI is. I was yep. trying to swipe left and right, and it wasn't working. I had to actually use the analog sticks. It's a weird, weird thing that exists that I don't know why it's out, because things like xCloud are really awesome. It's really amazing. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I honestly think this thing exists because they know Google is coming out with their their console in two weeks, or at least announcing it, Xbox with xCloud, and they needed to get something out fast. I just hope that this is the groundwork, because to me, it's really awesome groundwork for things to come. And that's where I think Sony really needs to pay attention in, is how to build that infrastructure, like having an xCloud service, like having that Google streaming service, where you're playing your games on your phones. And having having it hooked up to a controller, because I'll be real with you, if it hooked up to a controller, it would be absolutely fine. It would be actually super impressive. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it doesn't, and you have to use the stupid touchscreen, boy, oh boy. Am I wrong in thinking that some Sony TVs years ago you were able to stream from yes. games to? Yeah, yeah, and then that quick, quietly died, which yeah. is weird. But yeah, it is what it is. It's super weird. Kyle, what is the next story? Any other Newsweek? That would have been the top thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. But oh, no, yeah. one, no yeah. one cares because we got so much awesome stuff. Uh, this next one comes from the PlayStation blog, which also, shout out, got a redesign uh, recently. It blew my mind. Yeah, just and, this week. Yeah. It, it looks it, really nice. Fantastic. I don't like yeah, change, well, but I like this change. As the Imagine Dragons say, welcome to the new age, PlayStation yeah. blog. Yeah. It, it, welcome. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> Uh, throwback ninja platformer The Messenger arrives on PS4 March 19th. When Sabotage creative director Thierry Boulanger, oh man, I butchered that one. Oh, wait, can I try to do a French? Can I try to do a French? Yeah, go ahead. Thierry Boulanger. That was probably way better than what I did. You had to do the hand, too. (laughs) Oh, bigot. When he was eight years old, his grandfather gave him a copy of Ninja Gaiden 2. Mm -hmm. This event sparked a lifelong interest in telling stories and creating his own dream video game. About 25 years later, The Messenger, an 8-bit ninja platformer that blossoms into a 16-bit Metroidvania, was released to critical acclaim, earned the Game Award for Best Debut Indie Game of 2018, and was even praised by the Ninja Gaiden creators, creators themselves. Ever since The Messenger was announced, fans have been asking us to bring it to the PS4. Well, the wait is over, and we are very excited that the PlayStation family can carry the scroll and do the thing with the DualShock controller starting March 19th. Now, are you guys interested just yay and nay into the Messenger? Uh, I own it on Switch. It's amazing. I played it at PAX last year, and it was funny because, really quick, Greg Miller, uh, love of his life, John Viev, was there. (laughs) And she was like, don't even ask if it's coming to Vita or PlayStation. Don't even ask. Don't even do it. And now a year later, I got to play on PS4. I'm awesome. very excited. Awesome. Andrew? Yeah, yeah I, uh, <clears throat> I I love ninjas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought this game when this game was released. I, I love uh, retro-looking games, platformers, that kind of thing. So th- I was all in on this game when it came That's out cool. on the Switch. Um, awesome. I think I put like the 
first like couple days, I put like eight hours into the game. And I yeah. still hadn't beaten it. Yeah. Uh, just because like there are some parts in there that are very difficult. It's and a I difficult would, game. Like keep dying. I'm like okay, I, but I still had that urge to keep playing yeah. regardless of being killed a bunch. But um, I don't think I ever beat it though. I need to go back. Um, so are you gonna do it on PlayStation Four? <sighs> See, here's the thing. I I'm one of those weird guys where it's like. If it's on the Switch, I want to rather play it on the Switch versus, like, I don't buy any games on, on PlayStation anymore. Yeah, same Unless here. I know for a fact it is not coming to Switch. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. which just, more, more than likely it's probably going to come to Switch. Yeah, and, like, that's my thing, too. When it comes to indie games like Wargroove, which we're talking about in a second, like... I play it on the Switch. I just gravitate because that is to me where the indie games are. That's where also like yeah. when I think of Nintendo, I think of those types of games. But it leads into yeah, exactly. my next question because yeah. we all know that Shuhei Yoshida, he's the president of Sony First Party, Lord but you. he's so much more than that. He we know he secretly runs the whole th- the whole gamut over at Sony. We know he's even bigger than that. He might as well be the Illuminati. If I was Shu. And I ran PlayStation, and we get to steal one Switch indie game. What is it? And for me, why is it Wargroove? Because Wargroove slaps. Come on, Sony, stop being so stupid with crossplay. Let it happen so Wargroove can come out so I can kick Sean Capri's ass. Let it be so. Oh, man. What's that one indie game? Do I have to answer this question? Yes, you you do. Like the steal the one indie game? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Switch indie game. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'd probably uh, put my money on. Oh wait, I think that's on PlayStation. Right? Don't worry, Moonlighter. You, 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 Is sh- Moonlighter sh- on PlayStation. You know what? I don't know. Well, you said Moonlander. Yeah, Mo- Moonlighter. Moonlighter. I don't Have know. You played Moonlighter? I have not. No. Oh, it's very cool. It's like a roguelike. Okay. And so oh, basically, what you do is you run you run a shop. Uh, it's like your parents' shop, and you sell stuff to people within the town. But at night, you go into the the caves and you fight enemies and you steal their loot so you can sell it in your shop oh that's cool that's awesome yeah that sounds really very cool. cool game yeah uh i have it on switch um yeah I, here's I don't the thing I, I shuhei, guess I'd say Moonlighter. shuhei is so good at what he does he's already snuck into the nintendo vault he uh, he actually walked up and like miyamoto's <laughs> like mm, you're not gonna get me this time shuhei also almost did the accent that would have been terrible and then <laughs> <laughs> and then, and he's just God, like, he's like, well, I just have one. I just got one question for you, Miyamoto. He's like, yeah, what's that? And then Shuhei just pulls out a cloth. He goes, does this smell like chloroform? Bam, knocked out. <laughs> he swings the bolt open. <laughs> and he's already got Moonlighter. We got Moonlighter on the PS4, baby. That's Shuhei works in mysterious ways. Kyle. Yeah. What is the game that you would steal from the Switch? Well, it's not Wargroove because it's awesome. Before the news that Messenger was coming over, my answer would have been the Messenger. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to steal a future Switch indie game. Okay. Um, it is that game that was uh, announced during, I think, one of the directs. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay. It's like that pop album rhythm platforming game yeah. that's coming to yeah. Switch. Like, I was I totally maybe one two seconds of footage for that game. Yeah, exactly. I, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I think the idea is really cool. The, well, it sounds really cool, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'll play that on my PlayStation. Honestly, yeah. the the other one besides Wargroove for me that I know is coming to the PlayStation Four soon. I really want to play Ape Out, but for some oh, reason, good call. I don't want to play it on my Switch. Why? I think it's because the little nubs. Because I usually play the Switch on handheld mode, unless Same. I'm playing Splatoon, and there's little nubs I can't get over. And that that game looks like you need precision 
to play. What, what little nubs? So, you know, the you little nubby thumbsticks. The, the Joy-Con. Yeah, the little Joy-Cons. They're too small. They're like the same size. As, like, I don't Joe have is Trump really hands. rough with this controller. I don't, I don't have Trump hands. I gotta be I like... Just, just, did you say Trump small. hands? Yeah, because he has it, small hands. He's also a racist. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I I just bought a I just bought a Satisfy grip. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. Um, and and have you tried playing Ape Out with it yet? No, no, not it yet, not yet. Lot, it helps out a lot. Oh, you have like, played Ape Out, okay? Yeah, yeah. But like, they also have these like uh, other like attachments. What, what is this? A fucking PlayStation podcast? We're talking about anyway. But like, Sorry. you put it on. No, don't worry about it. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> we put it on the little thumbsticks, and like it when you're trying to move forward. Because the nub's too big, it kind of like knocks into the drink. Well, you just oh, get make you don't them. have to have it on. Yeah, I, mean, I know, but it just it helps me out so much. I think it just need that. Anyway, Nintendo, learn to make a fucking controller for for a regular person hand. All right, Jesus, Tim old we're son, don't listen to me. We're don't all obese and have big hands. Yeah, come help on, man. Like, it's not like they're making a VR unit out of cardboard. Or anything. That's true. Don't get uh, started uh, that uh, bullshit. <laughs> Mr. Nintendo Guru, oh, it's gonna sell a million copies. You gotta be I dumb, stupid ugly to believe that. I, yeah. I didn't think that was real, and then I realized that a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, they're very passionate. It's gonna sell a million units so far. Kyle? Yeah. What's the next, Goober? Oh, we got some Flash news, Joe. Pew, pew, pew. First bit of Flash news is Devil May Cry 5 is Capcom's second UK number one of 2019. This comes from GameIndustry.biz. Anthem's reign at the top of the UK charts has ended, with Devil May Cry 5 jumping straight to the summit. It's Capcom's second number one of the year following the success of Resident Evil 2, and the game matches the number one achievement of DMC Devil May Cry in 2013. The launch sales between the two DMC games are almost identical, although, as always, these charts do not include download data. And considering the rise of digital sales, we can assume this new game has outperformed the 2013 reboot. Devil May Cry 5 has performed best on PS4, with Sony's console accounting for 80% of the physical sales. That's nuts. 80%. So when people go, oh, PlayStation's losing it, again, that's a narrative that is not actual factual. Especially since the first time we saw this was on Xbox's stage at E3. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's co-host. Like, it's, dude, <laughs> it's crazy. And just to read the top five, it ranks Devil May Cry 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the game that will not die, oh. then number four, Anthem, which is a big stumble for Anthem uh, because it was just announced, you know, just released weeks ago. So, good luck, Anthem. Awesome job, Devil May Cry. This is awesome. Capcom, you're doing awesome things when it comes to anything but the Nintendo Switch port side. Keep doing what you're doing and change change your prices on some of your reboots. With that, the next Flash news. Kyle, would you like to read this? This is great news. Uh, absolutely. Comes from Push Square. Days Gone development is complete ahead of April launch on PS4. The next PS4 exclusive from Sony's Worldwide Studios is ready to go. Development has officially wrapped on Days Gone, the open world survival game from Ben Studio, achieving the status known as having gone gold. Congrats, Ben Studios. Go give them a shout out and give them some love. Seriously, go give them a shout out right, right freaking meow. This is awesome. They're again, wins at their backs. Keep yeah. going. Got everyone. Everybody that I, follows the trophy room. I am so excited out. to play this game at PAX East. Dude. Days Gone's gonna be at PAX East. It's gonna be at yeah. PAX East. Oh shit. This man. this and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice still almost to the accent. Jesus Christ, thank God. Listen, Luke Lore is a bad influence. A terrible influence. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm really no, excited. Great. 
Yeah, and remember, Sekiro giveaway it ends next week. We're going to be announcing the winner on next week's show. So if you haven't already, follow PS Trophy Room, like and retweet the pin tweet, and you're entered to win. It's that simple. Our next story is a new segment called Cocaine's a Hell of a Drug. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> I didn't know that you put that in here. Yeah, I did, of course. Anytime something wacky and crazy like this shit happens, we got to give a shout-out to Mark. He's going to take care of all the nasty stuff. Andrew, do you know what the shout-out to Mark is in reference to? Not even the slightest. We'll tell you after the show. Yeah. It gets fucking crazy. It's not great. Uh, This comes from IGN. Yakuza spinoff Judgment Mm -hmm. pulled from sale in Japan after drug scandal. Ooh. Sega announced today that it has halted Japanese sales of Judgment, the latest action-adventure game from the developer of the Yakuza series. The reason behind this sudden decision is the fact that Pierre Taki, whose voice and likeness are used in the game as character Kiyoe Hamura, was arrested as a suspect for the usage or possession of drugs. While this may not sound like a reason to stop selling a game, similar occurrences are common in Jap- Japan's entertainment business. The Manchini Manchichi News. That's that's a fucking awesome news site. (laughs) uh, Reports that 51-year-old Taki confessed to using a small amount of cocaine and police are currently searching for further evidence. If if prosecuted, uh, Taki could face up to seven years in prison. On its official website, Sega announced, we have received reports of an arrest and we are currently confirming the facts. We are withdrawing judgment from sale in Japan for the time being, including both physical and digital editions. Sega also stated that it will no longer promote the game online, with the official Japanese website no longer accessible and all past tweets by Sega's official Twitter account regarding the game being deleted. It is not known if Sega plans to restart selling the game once things settle down, but the wording of its announcement suggests it could be a temporary move. The Japanese word tumen translates roughly as for the time being, and it, it is not quite as strong a commitment as temporarily. It is not known if this incident will have any influence on the Western release of Judgment, which is scheduled for June 25th. At the time of writing, the game is still available on the PlayStation Store in Hong Kong and other regions in Asia. So, um, first things first, I love how it, like it's just a little bit of cocaine. It's just like a small <laughs> bit. A little bit. But, but police, it's only a small little bit. Also, you would think this guy colluded with Russia. That's how many like, years he could get in prison for a small amount of cocaine. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. This guy has Manafort lawyers. What, what's, what's going on here? Um, this news is just crazy to me just because of how different our cultures are. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, just holding a whole production of a game because a person on the team did cocaine is crazy to me. I mean, not to say, like, not to say, like, go out there and do cocaine. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. you're not getting that message. Don't do drugs, kids. Per- yeah, don't. Don't be a dumb, dumb idiot, okay? Uh, you do that. Listen, Tim son in there, don't ever touch that stuff. Or else, absolutely not. Or else I'm going to tell your dad that I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> don't you dare do that, boy. Mm. But no, I know boy. Tim Olf. I know Tim Olf doesn't raise no fool. So that, yeah, just, I dropped my pen. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's funny though i mean like i don't know it, it just it's very comical to me like, yeah because we're in this day and age where and i know that cocaine is cocaine yeah but, mm-hmm. like in terms of like marijuana it, it's such a stupid thing for people to be like so bent out of shape about mm-hmm. so i don't know it, yeah. like 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 kyle said there's obviously a, a culture difference there 
you know yep. i don't know what it's uh, you know like in japan like having a little thing of cocaine could be like what are you doing yeah now? Uh, I, i'm trying to think of like has there any been any instances with uh, Western entertainment media? I that, I can't think of anything. It's just that it's like this tiny like over a drug thing. Yeah, like uh, obviously there are other Phelps. issues. Michael have... Phelps, remember when he smoked a J? Oh, and he like yeah, lost right. all of his endorsements. Was he doing like he had like weedy boxes too? Yeah, yeah. And weedy's like, Where, like you smoked the devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah, after he smoked after he smoked weed, yeah. like Michael Phelps was just. That's right. I forgot about that. And it's crazy because like Camilla Harris could be like, "Yeah, I smoked, I smoked weed," and then like the Breakfast Club is like, "Whoa, Camilla Harris, we didn't know you were so cool," you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I did like a whole lot of political stuff in less than five minutes. Luke Lore is losing his shit. Kyle, (laughs) yeah, Andrew, I need you both to hold on to something because we are preparing. For the drop. Each and every week, the latest and greatest in games comes out on the PlayStation storefront each and every week. And there's so many great games that come out that we can't just list them all. We would It would take a whole episode. Trust me, believe me, folks. So instead, what we've decided to do is pick out the games that interest us the most. And this week, I'm going to start first, if you don't mind, because I'm going to buy Andrew and <laughs> Kyle time. My first pick is not going to be The Division. I'm not taking the easy way out this week, okay? My first pick is the Caligula effect, Overdose. Now, I'm this proud game. Of you that you got that word right, Joe. God, dude, I, I tried so hard on that one. <laughs> this game, and the description as follows, is school is back in session. The Caligula effect, Overdose, boasts enhanced visuals and gameplay, including new characters, new scenarios, new endings, and a mysterious, forbidden music musician route. Um, why am I picking this game? Because when you look at it, it's like these weird anime girls, and of course, it's it's titties for the biddies out, and that's very <laughs> uncomfortable for me. But our good friend Joe After Work is doing a giveaway over on his channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Joe After Work, where he's doing this. So if you want to get this game, get your you know jollies off, go over to his channel. It's, it's what is it? Exclamation point uh, giveaway, and you're entered in. Go help him out. Just go to subscribe to Joe. Follow him. He's seriously the best streamer I know. That's just a straight up fact. Kyle, what's your pick? Yeah. I just love how you just gave Tim off son really great advice. And then you said the titties and the bitties. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. It was like perfect, though. Yeah, oh, it was great. Oh, uh, my pick is uh, a game called Rico, which I didn't yeah. know existed until I, I saw the drop. Uh, two cops, one case, and only 24 hours to take them down. Mm. Face off against criminal gangs in an exciting procedurally generated action movie, first person shooter. Join forces with a friend online or locally and take down those crooks in true buddy cop style. This sounds like a really cool idea for a game. That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw this on the eShop yesterday. This is Oh, it's dope. on the Switch too? Yeah. Yep. Wow, nice. Because Shuhei stole it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That should, that's what the segment should be called. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, what's your pick, sir? Uh, I am going to take the easy way out because no I've been so busy this week to not even like research. Um, Don't worry about it, man. I, I forgot to ask until <laughs> this episode went live. You're good. You're like, yeah, so by the way, we're yeah. like just about to start. I'm like, okay. <laughs> take the but easy I'll, way out. I'll, I'll go with the division, too, uh-huh. just because um, I spent about like 150 hours at the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like just lost my job like when that first game came out and so i was like 
I got more than enough time to beat Division and, uh, you know, explore the Dark Zone and all yeah. that stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited for this just because I like that it's going to be in a new location. I like the ability to play with friends. Mm-hmm. I like the ability to go PvP with friends uh, in the Dark Zone. I like it. And I like loot. I like looting and shooting, you know? That's, All right, go. Good. good. I, you know what? I'm yeah. down. I'm down. And yeah, yeah let's go. We're going to play it this Friday. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Washington, D.C. is yeah. about to get wrecked. Rail. Yeah. We're about to drain the swamp. Drain it all. It's going to be huge. Kyle, yeah. what's the next story? Oh, actually, it's a new segment. Yeah. Let me get out of character. This is a new segment I like to call. I just looked. Uh, I just Googled tra- Trader in Google search, and Jade Raymond came up. <laughs> Jade Raymond named vice president of Google. This comes from Variety. Kyle and everybody right now, before Kyle begins, close your eyes. If you're in your no, car, no. just close your eyes. Turn off your targeting computer. <laughs> Let's go on a ride. While you're driving, just close your Absolutely. eyes. Absolutely. Just do it. Listen to the sound of my voice. Yep. <laughs> Games industry veteran Jade Raymond has been named the vice president of Google. Raymond announced the news over Twitter today. I'm excited to finally be able to share that I have joined Google as VP, wrote Raymond. She didn't clarify what her role would be as one of the company's vice presidents. Raymond got her start in the game industry as a programmer for Sony. She went on to work at Electronic Arts, then as a correspondent for the Electric Playground, and finally Ubisoft Montreal, where she was the producer of Assassin's Creed. She went on to serve as the executive producer on Assassin's Creed 2, Watch Dogs, and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. She helped open the Ubisoft Toronto studio and served as its managing director, helping to expand the studio. In 2015, Raymond joined EA and founded the Montreal-based Motive Studios. She left EA last year. In January 2019, she received the Legend Award at the 8th Annual New York Game Awards. At the same time, mock-ups of Google's controller have come out, as they have begun to tease their entrance into the video game market at GDC on three ni- on March nineteenth, and that's and where it- I come in. Oh yeah, go ahead. This is actually that's what that was just a separate thing you just started reading. Oh, that was me. Yeah, that was me right at the end of it. Yeah, um, sorry. No, no, no. So at the, I closed my eyes because I was oh. picturing everything. I pictured her whole career. There was like a lifetime movie. It was beautiful. <laughs> I cried three times. Uh, <laughs> so then, at the same time, we got these mock-ups from Google. Or, or someone took the blueprints that Google's controller would look like and made it in real time. And it looks pretty bad to me, oh, right? It's bad. Like the, it's, the it's cons- awful. The consensus it's, it's, it's is this thing looks awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> does this news, obviously, I think the question I was going to ask, then it's become obvious. The Jade Raymond news is huge. Way bigger than a stupid controller. I'm yeah, sorry, I don't I know a, a whole ton about her, but yeah. I'd say from everything I've kind of researched a little bit, it, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. This is and see, awesome. seeing the type of games that she's worked on mm-hmm. and has a hand in, in in making, and they're they're great games. Yeah. yeah, she has quite the resume. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's in, and that's the thing. She has a huge resume. She has been in the industry for years, and seeing her in a VP position. We don't know what yet, but it could be just the VP of the consoles or whatever they're doing in, in Google land. That is way, way more interesting than anything that I think Google could announce. To me, though, I'm still not excited for the Google console. Like, it doesn't well, intrigue mean, me one bit. They just showed us the 
this blocky looking controller. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's, that's it. You know. And I just want to know, like, on 319, if it's just a streaming service and there is no games to it, what is this thing offering me? Like, there needs to be this... To, for, for Google to enter into the gaming industry, they need to literally just invest billions of dollars to enter in, to walk into it, not just on the hardware side, but also the software side. Because you think they have to hire all these developing or buy all these developers, all these studios to go and make AAA games that you need to play on a Google device. Because people like Amazon have tried and in, in bought all these little studios here and there, but they've all failed. And yeah. so I feel like if anybody can make this succeed, <clears throat> Jade Raymond knows what makes a good video game, right? Like, dude, she worked at Motive Last, but she's also worked on Splinter Cell series, on Watch Dogs, on the Assassin's Creed series. These are two huge franchises, three huge franchises, two of which she had huge impressions on. So to me, that's awesome news. Good luck to you, miss. Uh, I wish the best, and I'll see you on the battlefield, you traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you guys would like to add on this? No, I, I, I just, I'm really curious as what this Google thing looks. If that controller is anywhere, like any indication of how awful that thing is going to be looking. Yeah, it hey. it looks like a like a uh, what's that like play school. Yes. Type controller? It looks ugly. It looks just yeah. blocky. Oh, is that a Fisher-Price controller? There yeah. you go. That's what I'm going to get my go. hands on it. Yeah. <laughs> that, remember how well that worked out for the Wii U. With that comes my favorite segment of the show, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, It's boy. called Andrew House's Snail Mail. Now, Andrew, I'll fill you in here. Every single week Wait. before we start the show, yeah. I fly over to Great Britain. I find various ways to break, enter into Andrew House's house. And when I'm in there, I steal his licorice, his Turkish delights. I stole his dog one time. Don't worry, I returned him. Biscuits, um, biscuits, yeah. gravy. Uh, <laughs> dude, I like I go in there with a backpack, and I'm just like, "What do we need today? We didn't do groceries this week. We You're never that did." Anti Santa Claus. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I have stolen his children's toys. Um, and like they're little I love that Joe. You said biscuits, and Joe went to gravy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you not know that biscuits are cookies in England? Oh, are they? Uh, that's yes. why I said. Well, that's why I said biscuits because I'm. You said you went to Great Britain, so well, I want to be. Correct, I mean, you know, that's what I'm just picturing picture like a chocolate chip. He's a, he's he's a real gravy. Like biscuits, gravy. He, he's yeah. a real fucked up thing. They call milk gravy in Great Britain. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you okay. guys know that. I, I stand corrected. Yeah, so like I go in there, I steal their nutcrackers because that's what they use as toys over there. Um, yeah, and like it's we get we get into some wild, crazy stuff. This week though, it's kind of calm. I knocked on his gate. Um, he didn't he didn't answer, so I just jumped over the gate, knocked on his door, and he's like, "Dude, seriously, how did you not get past? He got past all my guards. He got past my laser security fence." What are you doing? I'm like, I just literally, I just, I just jumped and I was there. He's just like, uh, that's a huge oversight in my defense system. I'm like, yeah, I know. You need to get better at this, Andy. You need <laughs> to get better at this. You're a dumb, stupid idiot. How many times I got to tell you? And he's just like, you're right. You're right. And he's like, well, since you're here, um, what do you want? And I was just like, can I have your mail? And he's just fine. Yeah, sure. You can have my mail. I just walked over. I just took it and I just hopped over the fence. Nothing big. 
Nothing crazy. He came right back home. Yeah, he walks back into the door, and then he finds literally everything is fucking stolen right in front of him. He just walks back, and it's all empty. Because what I did was that was just a hologram, right? That's how I got through all the security. I, I just I was untraceable. I hopped into his chimney because, you know, all the chimneys are super clean over there because of the chimney sweeps. While he had his back turned, I just took... I just took like a flurgle and I just started eating everything around and it's just it's mine now. This whole house is mine. I stole his expensive vases. I think there was a Picasso at one point. Um, I don't know, but we took it and I just I crawled out of that chimney. Dumb idiot doesn't even know. And also I did take his mail. So with that, you can write in, of course, via PS Trophy Room on Twitter or on the Casa de Bad Bit Discord. And so our first question is Mr. Moody asks what do uh, Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode need to do to stand out in an over, already overcrowded market? Or is it dead on arrival? Andrew, you play a lot of Battle Royale games. You're hip with the kids. Yeah. yeah. If you know me well, Battlefield, yeah. it had a special place in my heart. It did. And Same then here. EA... EA butchered it, basically, in my opinion. I, okay. I thought Battlefield 1 was actually good. I played about four hours of Battlefield 5 and sold that game immediately. Um, so, is it dead on arrival? EA does this thing where they like to be in competition with themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, they have Apex Legends out, but then they're going to put Battlefield 5 out, and they're you know, they're behind both of them. Yeah. Um, well, the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale, sorry, to, you know, give give a little yeah. bit more context. But I, I don't think this is going to do well. I really don't. Like, that's the thing is, like, all these games feel the need that, oh, okay, well, now we got to have a, a Battle Royale mode in yeah. here, you know, just because. And, you know, I you know don't. that Call of Duty kind of perfected it a little bit. But mm-hmm. then, like, Apex Legends came out. It got even better because yeah. it did cooler stuff for free uh, yeah for free yeah then i don't blackout did, so i don't think i think anything. this is this is yeah. dead on this is doa that's sad because yeah same here i love i love battlefield so much i did this- i did uh, <sighs> kyle doa yeah and, and i just i have so many ideas for like a, for new battle royale mm-hmm. style games mm-hmm. like I, it's shocking to me that there's not like a hunger games like battle royale game, right? That'd be killer. With like swords um, and stuff, or just like it's it, it, a way where like if you're streaming on Twitch, people can actually like gift you things, and you can get like airdrops from the from the from the game type of thing. It'd be weird. It would never happen. It won't work. But like <laughs> like a very interactive battle royale game. I gotta pay money to help someone win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I get new... nothing. I get nothing out of it. That's no, absolutely. I, I EA, don't saying, listen though. to me. Don't. I see what you're saying, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I like where the mind's at. Yeah. Someone who could have been my father writes in Adam Leonard <laughs> uh, over PS Trophy Room again. You can too. Follow us on Twitter. Sekiro giveaway. What's your favorite PS One game? Wait, are you old enough to have played PlayStation One back in the day? God, I'm old, aren't I? Indeed, you are, yes. Adam. And also extremely talented. He did all the art you see on Badbit. It's pretty much all him, except for the intro, the new intro. Um, the emblems are him at the very end. But, like, the trophy room that, that you're looking at right now, if iTunes freaking refresh it, okay? <laughs> refresh it. <laughs> but, yeah, he's talented. And, yeah, of course I play PS1, dude. Of course. Yeah. 
Siphon yeah. Filter, Star Wars, Masters of the Terracassi is the best PS1 game. Oh, Some yeah, would even say the game, game of the generation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Kyle, what about game. you? Uh, I'm going with my first PS1 game I ever played, Brave Fencer Musashi. I'm going to understand like I, I, I understood the whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. Alex Van Aken. A man that oh, we will soon that? have on the show. We have then collected them all when it comes to the OK Beast crew. Gotta catch them all. I feel like once you get all the like OK Beast crew on a podcast, you punch a card and you get something for free. Probably you get one of the hosts for free. You probably get Moises. Moises we get Moises. <laughs> yeah. No, we haven't had Moises on yet. No, that's what we'll do. That's, that is the that he's basically he's a. Uh, the golden snitch. Yeah. <laughs> you got to catch him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alex Van Aken writes, I know all of y'all are loving Apex. Is it sh- slowing you down anytime sl- soon? I've been bouncing off so many games and going back to Apex. Kyle, I know you're not big into it, but yeah. do you feel like you feel like a hankering every no- once in a while to jump back oh, in? Give it a go. Sure. Yeah. I'm awful at the game, but it, it is it is super fun. Yeah. And I, I need I need to at least get one kill. Just I've at least one. killed somebody in Fortnite. I need to kill. Well, you somebody have, no, in Apex. you've killed someone in Apex. <laughs> I've not killed. I have zero kills on my record. Oh my god! We're, we're fixing this, Kyle. We're fixing. Yeah, we have this. to. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. Even if I shoot the majority of them, I'm like yes. Kyle, shoot. you weaken them and let me just get one shot. <laughs> like, exactly. I'll down exactly. him so that you can just. Perfect. There you go. There uh, you that's go. the thing. I've downed a couple people. And yeah. Then so they've stolen my kills, but no, yeah. that counts. When you down them, it counts. So you really, ha- you yeah. have killed. Someone, you have yes. killed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I have so to. Maybe yeah, if I have you to down someone that. and then yeah. like your teammate kills them, then you're gonna get counts, the kill. baby. Oh, counts. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Unless I never down someone, I thought I did. <laughs> so yeah, that's <laughs> my question for you, uh, Andy. Is um, and not the house <laughs> of which I still steal his mail. Is that like with the division coming out? Is that yeah. going to like hinder you? Do you feel like, oh my god, how am I going to balance these two games? Sure. Um, so I've played both the private beta and the private open beta. beta for Division Two, mm-hmm. and it honestly it just like, it does feel a lot of the same as Division One, and and so I'm, I am sold on the game. Um, maybe once I do get my hands on, say, like the base game, mm-hmm. there's a possibility they could be doing some really cool stuff in there where I'm like, okay. I'm going to put Apex on the back burner for now. Just focus on Division 2. And then maybe once I get burnt out on that, go back to Apex before day's gone. So, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a chance. But um, right now, I'm, we're kind of in that slow season, yeah. um, you know, until technically tomorrow uh, or tomorrow night with uh, mm-hmm. with Division 2. So, um, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm still going to play a lot because, yeah. like, I've played with you, Joe, mm-hmm. and I've played with Alex, like, all the time blessing and like all those guys so um yeah i don't really i don't really feel like it's gonna slow down i i I did i was gonna take a whole week off this week after the tournament yeah but then like last night i played with alex o'neill from irrational passions for like two hours so for me like i'm feeling a little burnt out on the game because there's no battle pass because i feel like i need to earn something and i've earned all the trophies so far so i feel like now, after level 50, getting getting a, a loot box is ridiculous. And that's actually yeah. one thing I would change ASAP, is I need to be constantly rewarded. Because when I'm not, I just don't feel like playing your game. 
I need that yeah. challenge. I need something to look forward to. Wasn't so, there a rumor that the Battle Pass was going to come out this week? Man, are there always some rumors and speculation? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the case? Yeah, so yeah, for me, it's... it's. I'll, I'll have that trouble once Sekiro Sh- uh, Shadows Die twice comes out. Because yeah. then I'll be balancing three games. And Sekiro looks... The new gameplay, it looks insane. It can looks we, nothing like uh, like. Can uh, we talk about that game just a yeah. little bit? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, let me get my let me get my bloodborne statue. Whip whip that out real quick. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate that. Um, so, bloodborne, that game is very difficult, like okay. very difficult. But and I've tried. It is it is very good. Okay. I've tried uh, like two or three times to like get into that game. Like try Same. to actually. Tread lightly here, Andrew. Tread fucking lightly. <laughs> he says that, you. but I'm still here, Andrew. So <laughs> um, and so, Sekiro, am I, yes. am I pronouncing that right? You are. Sekiro? Sekiro? Yeah. I, I love like Japanese <clears throat> I culture. I love all like, yeah. the mythology and all that kind of cool stuff. It looks really fast. I like the fact that there's, there's like a stealth element mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um. I talked about this with Alex O'Neill last night. He's like, man, if you really didn't like Bloodborne, or like, you, if you really didn't like get into Bloodborne, yeah. I don't think you're going to like Sekiro. Well, guess what? And you got to like, stop hanging out with this crew. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> Not good and for so you. I, I was just like, but there is something that kind of speaks to me more than mm-hmm. like Dark Souls ever did, or Bloodborne ever did. Like, I think it might be just like the Japanese like mm-hmm. mythology as a whole, and like I said, I I love stealth games. Yeah, and so the fact that I have the ability to sneak around people, I think that also is from what I've noticed with this game. Um, I've watched a few gameplay snippets. So the first thing is it's a lot more welcoming from what the at least the press presses are for this game it's a lot more welcoming than a bloodborne or dark souls but at the same exact time it doesn't play as like it plays similarly to those games but it is very much its own beast it is a lot more personal with your enemies where in bloodborne it's all about groups of enemies and how you pull them away from their groups and that's how you dissect them down and kill them and all that jazz um dark souls is uh is it slower paced and you're kind of doing something similar with Sekiro. It actually kind of takes something from Nero, uh, uh, where it's it's more personal. The enemies are more one-on-one combat, from what I've seen. You have a few patrols, but it's more personal. They're really trying mm-hmm. to get that samurai showdown feel with each engagement, and each enemy, like the little mini bosses throughout the game, they have uh, two health meters. So yeah. you actually kind of have to kill them twice. And when you kill, when you get down to the first health bar, you get to the second one, and that's a different stance that they take. So, do you take a different stance, or do you nope. have like you, okay. it's all? It relies a lot more on critical movement, cri- critical hits, um, than Bloodborne or uh, Dark Souls has because they really want that visceral stabbing of this, you know, uh, in there. And also using your grappling hook in battle when it comes to bigger enemies. You, you, I actually saw one guy hook a dude in the throat and then wrap around him to stab him in the back and That's have badass. a critical slice, yeah. like critical hit. So yeah. this game looks insane. And people go like, you could play it like Bloodborne. You could play it like Dark Souls and that's fine. But this is a different way to play because of the grappling hook, because of you jumping around. It's huh, okay. it's nuts. So I don't know if it's going to be for you. 
I'll be honest. Yeah. But it's going to be challenging because we know what From Software is. But it's going to feel rewarding when you beat a guy. I can't wait for it, man. Yeah. <sighs> and I can always yeah. text you and be like, hey, exactly. help me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, well, well, in Sekiro, it's only single player. There is no multiplayer. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like you know, certain sections, I'll be like, Joe, help me. Yeah, what, what's the <laughs> strat? Help me. Yeah. So yeah, Sekiro, I'm super down for. Uh, also, again, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice giveaway is ending next episode. So if you have not subscribed to the Trophy Room, or sorry, not subscribed, if you have not followed the Trophy Room on uh, PS Trophy Room on Twitter, like and uh, and retweet the pin tweet. What are you doing? Go ahead, do it. Also, rate us five stars on iTunes. Send us a picture of it. That's how you get entered in as well. So there's multiple different ways to win, and it's really there to reward fans. A lot of people have asked me, uh, Ribo included, of like, Joe, are you going to rig this like Bobby rigs all his? No, absolutely (laughs) not. What I do in all transparency, so you all know before going into this, is... Uh, about an hour before the show, hour or two, depending on how many uh, people we get in, I will look at each person who has entered the giveaway. And what I do is I make sure they're not bots because it happened to me in my first Overwatch giveaway I ever did. A bot one, and I felt horrible. I was like, dumb me if I only knew. So if I see someone who's like only doing giveaway stuff, like only retweeting giveaway stuff, they're not entered. So if I see more than five consecutive ones, I'm like, you're just here for giveaways, right? It's here to reward actual fans that actually come, actually watch, actually participate. That's what this is for. It's to reward you guys for being so passionate about PlayStation, about this podcast. That's what it's there for. So don't worry if, like, again, if you don't win, it's not because some bot won. It's just a way for us to say thank you. And don't worry if you don't win this one. There will be another one that we'll announce next week. Mm -hmm. Your days are going by until next episode. Wink, wink, (laughs) nudge, nudge. With that, I want to end the show by saying this. uh, Getting fit with Bad Bit. I haven't done it in the last two weeks because the last two weeks have been awful. Like, Ah. I just haven't had time. And I knew I gained weight. And I had this, like, shame period of, like, I bet it was, like, five, eight pounds. I bet I gained it all back. And I was, like, so scared to get on the scale again. Um, I only gained two pounds in two weeks. Okay. So I'm back to 345. That's Mm -hmm. fine. It's not going to get me down. Had my last cheat day yesterday. I was watching Captain Marvel, which is awesome. My mom watched it. She wanted to go see it, which was awesome. And she liked the cat the most. (laughs) (laughs) But with all that said, <clears throat> this is where it gets to our plugs. Kyle, what yeah. do you got to plug for us, sir? Well, I, I like to plug myself, uh, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, my show all about the kind of funny community, which has featured both Joe and our guest this week, Andrew. You can find that on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny and at Best Friends Talk Funny, wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. Um, if you're going to PAX East, I'll see you there. And if you're in New York City the first weekend in April, come hang out at some best kind of funny best friend meetups for Kind of Funny World Tour. Ooh, Joe's got a beautiful mug. I do. Kind of NYC mug. Yeah, it's got a pizza yeah. slice on it. It's, I like pizza. It's Andy, where can they find you? Where can they find the Raccoon <laughs> City uh, podcast? Yeah. Raccoon um, City Radio podcast. Yeah, Rac- Raccoon City Radio uh, is a podcast that I've been doing for the last like month or so with Alex O'Neill from Rational Passions. 
Um, just talking about the new Resident Evil 2 uh, remake, I guess that's what we call it. Um, mm-hmm. And just like di- dissecting the game, uh, you know, Leon's playthrough, Claire's playthrough, there's two campaigns, uh, two sides to the game. Um, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to check that out, I, you know, if, if you're into Resident Evil or if you're into horror games, uh, go check out the podcast. It's on iTunes. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I am at Papa Drew Bear. I uh, tweet about games, movies, all the nerdy stuff, just like everyone else. Um, well, you're not like everyone else, podcast. Drew. You're special. Thanks. Absolutely. No one ever told me that. Yeah. You know you are. <laughs> Joe's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. Oh, your wife's like, yeah, listen, I settled. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, dude. It, yeah. Thank you guys awesome for having show. me on. It was fun. Dude, let me tell you, the last three episodes, it just gets better. It's like, it's just, we're on a roller coaster ride, man. We keep going up. I want to know what is the plumbing, like, descent. Right, like, yeah. what's the show that's gonna really do me in? I, I bet you you can't wait to get to episode 100 until you officially <laughs> launch the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> so you're almost there. We're almost there. I can't wait. This pilot's been I pretty think long. Fired out all the cakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're good. With all that said, everybody, again, enter that Sekiro giveaway. You know where to go. PS Trophy Room at Twitter. You can follow this pod. Whoops, sorry, not follow. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Podbean, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever there's an RSS feed service, even Stitcher. You can go over there. It's crazy. They, they, it's nuts. Uh, and then also you can find the podcast on Bad Bit Games over there on YouTube. We just did a Should You Buy for Devil May Cry 5. Spoiler alert, you should. But you should still watch that video because it makes some funny jokes. Then we also talk about Fortnite controversy yet again, this time involving IGN. It's a good video. It's a nice one.